Well, amen, amen, amen. We praise the Lord this morning for his goodness and for his mercy. We give thanks unto the Lord this morning. Amen. For he is good and for his mercy endureth forever. And we pray this morning that the redeemed of the Lord, amen, will say so whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy, who he has so wonderfully and magnificently gathered together this morning to hear the word of the Lord this morning. As the scripture calls it, glad tidings and these, these greetings, of, amen. And so we greet you with the word of the Lord this morning, amen. And so we thank God. I am Pastor Lester Hayes, here with my lovely wife, Pastor Sharon Hayes, and we come in before you this morning, amen. We thank God for our pastors, Eric and Pastor Phoebe, more than Conquers Warriors Christ Ministry being on with us every morning. Amen. And we thank God for our ministers out there, Minister Smith and Minister Biggles, hopefully with us this morning. And all of you out there, our sisters and our brothers, the brethren, we greet all of you this morning in the precious, awesome, incredible, amazing name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank God this morning. We invite the Holy Spirit this morning to come. We know he's already here because two or three of us has gathered together in his name for his business this morning to do his business, his bidding this morning as we come to the School of Healing this morning. We thank God for giving us this ministry, the School of Healing, uh, after he had healed our bodies of, 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 of COVID-19 and cancer and, and diabetes. And we, we, we received testimony from God and he instructed and mandated just like he did for the creating of prayer culture for God after cancer, amen, back in 2018, amen. He came back and a few months back and told us to launch the School of Healing because the people need to know that God is able to heal. He wants to heal us. He can heal us. He will heal us. Amen. Doctors don't heal us, but Jehovah Rapha is our healer. He makes all of our bitter experiences sweet. And so we come this morning to learn of that process. Amen. And so we thank the Lord, amen, for this morning, this is Sunday morning, March the 7th, 2021, 6.04 a.m. this morning. And we're going to dive in this word this morning. Uh, last week, amen, for School of Healing, we was in the book of Psalms chapter 103, amen. We, we covered uh, quite a few verses there, but I think we got the, the message there, amen, that, you know, God wants us healed Amen. And he's willing to do his part to, 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 to play the major role as a chief physician to heal not some, but all of our infirmities, all of our diseases, all of our sicknesses, all of our ills, all of our afflictions. And there comes a time when God chooses not to physically heal us, but he tells Paul in the second book of Corinthians, chapter 12, verse 89, my grace is sufficient for thee. So he still can keep you and accomplish his purpose through you even though you may be struggling with some type of affliction or infirmity. And God has so many ways to heal us, so many ways to get his purpose and his plan fulfilled and done through us. Amen. And so we give God praise. We give him glory. We give him honor because we remember all those benefits that God has for us. And one of them happened to be healing. Amen. And, uh, and as we look in the book of Proverbs, chapter 17, verse 22, he says, King James Bible, he says, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bone. So we should always give thanks unto the Lord, no matter what 
condition or situation or circumstances be upon me, whether it be physical, emotional, whatever the, the case might be, mental stress, emotion, whatever it might be, God said, grab you a merry heart, you know, give thanks unto the Lord, you know, because he has redeemed us from the curse of the law, from sin, sickness, death, and sick. He's re he redeemed us. You know, the Bible says in, in the book of Galatians, chapter 3, verse 13, King James Bible, that the Lord has redeemed us from the curse of the law. And every sickness, every affliction, every disease, it is a curse against the law of God. Amen. And so he has redeemed us from that. And he said, the redeemed of the Lord ought to say so. Amen. So we want to be coming at you this morning from the book of Psalms again, chapter 107. There's about 43 verses there. We're not going to do all of those verses, but some of those verses we're going to deal with this morning. Amen. And I just want to speak, you know, to you from kind of like a thought in School of Healing this morning. Spiritual healing and deliverance uh, is the result of the sent word. You know, spiritual healing and deliverance from things that we deal with, physical things, emotional things, stressful things, you know, that sometimes we can't explain. God sends his word to deliver us and to heal us from that. And so, you know, this is basically what this psalm is basically about, you know. Amen. Uh, this, this particular psalm, uh, it says this is a choice psalm for the redeemed of the Lord. Just like we see in verse 2 there. It says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so when he hath redeemed us from the enemy. Sickness, affliction, disease, it's really an enemy against your health. It's really an enemy against your body, you know, against your well-being, your state of mind, your, 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 your peaceful mind, your thoughts, you know, interrupts everything. And a lot of time it's self-inflicted because sometimes we do things, we just sometimes don't have all the wisdom and the knowledge ahead of time to be able to, to, to think about what should I do. And sometimes we do the things that Paul said in the book of Acts chapter 7, things I know I should do, sometimes I don't do. And that's just human habit and human nature. And so as we see that in, the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in this chapter here, Psalms uh, 107, verse 2 of the King James Bible, and book of Psalms. And so we see this in here. And so it is God's will to heal us, even though sometimes we need to be, we need redeeming. And so we celebrate this redemption that we know. We celebrate it because it's, 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 it's providential. God's going to do it anyway. He's not going to change who he is just because I'm struggling and I self-inflict some things and cause some things to happen in my life that cause me to be unpleasant about some things, you know, interrupts my whole, my whole cycle of well-being this morning. And therefore, this song can be sung by anybody, amen, whose life has been preserved uh, in the time of danger. And so we, we know this to be true. We know this from self-evidence. Amen. Some of us have been touched by God, have been healed by God. I know Pastor Sheridan and I, we know this from self-evident to be true now. Amen. Uh, and so we thank God this morning. Amen. For this spiritual blessing, uh, healing from God is supernatural miraculous. So therefore it qualifies to be a spiritual blessing and it manifests sometimes after we receive it and give thanks for it being a spiritual blessing and the spiritual blessing is when we receive the word of God that says with his stripes we'll heal. See that's spiritual because we have to be able to spiritually discern that word in order for that word to manifest physically in our bodies. And so many times we look for God to send physical healing before we ever give him any thanks or, you know, a, a, a praise or glory, you know, we don't thank him. We sometimes we don't even ask him. We just expect It's Like I have heard people say before, I told God, what I wanted him to do. Who are we? 
You know, when the Bible says, ask and you shall receive, seeking you shall find, knocking it shall be open to you. And see, the redeemed of the Lord know that and understand that. And that's what motivates our thanksgiving. You know, that's that spiritual realm we got to get to where no matter what happens, I'm going to give God thanks. Just like the scripture starts out here in, in the book of Psalm chapter 107, David is really exalting people here, his people here, because nobody had the kind of sicknesses and diseases that they had from mere rebellion, from being, you know, from, from rejecting God. And David knows just because David has some emotional issues. David has some, some, some issues with love. He has some sicknesses. They may have been different than most other people's sickness, but David knew what to do in those times. You know, he gave thanks unto the Lord. He understood his struggle. He understood what it was sometimes to bring self, to self-inflict things on yourself, you know. And sometimes we get so caught up in being so, so busy about doing things, and sometimes we forget to give God thanks. Amen. But we should always have a theme in our lives how we approach God of thanksgiving. That should be the theme of the day for me, that I'm going to give thanks unto the Lord. You know, nobody should have to tell me that. I shouldn't have to sit there and count all the things. I know God has blessed us or blessed me. You know, and so we should just know that because why I'm breathing, I'm moving, I'm in my right mind. And see, this is this is that merry heart that do it good like a medicine. And he tells us that we should have that, you know. And so David wrote this song, you know, put it he put it together. Amen. So that, you know, people could use this psalm, you know, this psalmist, you know, he, he, he dedicated this to the people, uh, you know, to the redeemed, you know, who would gather themselves together, just like we see in uh, verses one through three there. He says, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good for his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Verse three, he says, and gather them out of the lands from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south. And so he's really talking to these, this, this, these Jewish people primarily at this time. You know, we Gentiles today been grafted in. So we get to hear what the Jews first heard and they rejected it. And he's telling, you know, they've been gathered. Look at where he said all these places that the Lord had brought them together from, gathered them from. You know, and all of them, people in the north, people in the south, east and west, they had they had sicknesses. They had problems. A lot of it was self-inflicted. Boils came on them. Diseases came on them, was brought on them because God was trying to teach them. My chosen people, you don't reject me. You don't rebel against me. And all these diseases that we learned back there, what he told Moses to tell the people in Deuteronomy, which we covered that before. Remember, they was complaining over in, in, in Exodus chapter 15, verse 26, and God told Moses what to tell him. Now he's telling David what to tell him, you know. So God is constantly telling all his people throughout the generations, his chosen people, don't bicker, don't remember, don't complain. Give thanks unto the Lord. You are the redeemed of the Lord. I first gave you the message about healing. <coughs> I first sent you deliverance. If anybody should praise me, it should be my chosen people. You know, my, 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 my chosen generation, my royal priesthood, my holy nation under God, my peculiar people. You are the ones that should show forth my praises. You know, as we read in the book of, 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 of 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 there, you know, where he calls us out. See, he's been doing this from generation to generation. And, 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 and David picked up on this. You know, God has redeemed us and gathered us out of our captivity because sometimes, you know, you sickness can, can hold you captive. If you don't know what to do to get yourself better, you know, and he, he, he talks about this, you know, even as they traveled through the desert, 
Uh, as we read in, in verses four through nine of this chapter, look at what it says in verse four. They wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. They found no city to dwell in. Five says they were hungry, they were thirsty, and their souls fainted in them. So there was discouragement that came on them because they had a great need and a great want. They wanted God to heal them. They wanted God to deliver them. They wanted God to provide for them. But they didn't want to give him no thanks and no praise until he did. You know, they wanted to see it, to believe it instead of believing it so they could see it. They decided to be discouraged about it. And so that's stress, man. Stress caused you to be sick physically. You know, and David is letting them know, man, how to reverse this thing. You know, you know, they, they, they were prisoners in their own bondage. And sometimes doubt and unbelief can do that to us, you know, and we'll run off and forget about God. And we'll go by medicine. We'll go by herb, We'll go by all these things. I'm guilty. I've been there that people say work, spend a lot of money trying to get that, that, that good feeling, trying to get that healing. You know, when if we if we are spiritual beings and we know God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. That means to serve him, to honor him, you know, to treat God like he is the one who can do everything for us. Nothing impossible with him to include that touch from heaven that can touch you right there bam, and bring about total deliverance and healing in your physical body, your spiritual body, your mind, you know, every part of your being. God can touch it in a way, man, and heal it. Some, some of the writers said that's called the balm of Gilead, you know. Uh, what, what the balm of Gilead, if I may take a little sidetrack here, talks about the balm of Gilead. What that was, there was a place called Gilead. And in that place, they had trees that grew there. And people would always try to, in that day, get to those trees because they could take the leaves off those trees and they could make a, a portion and drink it. And it instantly brought healing to them. And the trees were called the balm of Gilead. That was the name of the tree. You know, and so that that that's really what 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 happened. You know, we're not just saying that bomb of Gilead like it's some kind of magical bomb that's going to fall. It was actually a place where they went to. They got these trees and it was actually called a bomb of Gilead was the name of the tree. OK, and that it has it had healing properties in it, you know, and they used it. And so there is a bomb of Gilead. Amen. But there's a spiritual bomb of Gilead, too. Amen. That has a has a has life that flows through it. Amen. And, and, and Jesus hung on that tree, man. And, and because of that, he purchased our healing. Amen. And so as we look there in verses uh, 10 and 16, let's just look at that uh, verse. Uh, he said, they cried unto the Lord in their trouble and he delivered them. I'm reading verse six here in, in book of Psalm chapter 107, delivered them out of their distresses. There it is, that distress, you know, that, 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 that that place of low self-esteem, that place of stress, uh, you know, that distress means that, you know, they had some, they had some physical problems, some emotional problems. They had all kinds of trouble that caused them to cry out to God because they really needed deliverance just like we do sometimes. Seven says, and he led them forth by the right way that they might go to a city of habitation. In other words, when God want to want to do something in your life, he first have to bring you into the right way of getting it done. There's a right way. There's a wrong way. Some of us have already heard many a times in the book of Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12, the King James Bible. There is that way in the man that seemeth right, but the end thereof leading to the way of destruction. In other words, when you don't depend on God for all of your needs, there's a slight possibility that one of those things that you lack might be, the, might be your destruction. You know, we don't know. 
That's why we should take everything to God in prayer. We should depend and trust God for everything to include healing. And see, that's getting a spiritual mindset because no man has seen God, but we have to look in his word and acknowledge everything that he says that God will do. Those precious promises. Put that hope and that trust in that. Because why? God sent his word to heal our disease and rescue us from destruction. You know, that is the right way is to trust God. That should be the first thing that we do. That's the first thing that I do now that we're going to do now because we have tasted how good it is. We have seen the, the demonstration of the power of God. So why would I trust anybody else? Why would if something came on me physically right now, I wouldn't give thanks unto God? You know, we, we do it before it happened. And so we do it. If we do it enough before it happens, it becomes a habit. And if, it, if you do a habit long enough, it becomes a lifestyle. If you do a lifestyle long enough, it becomes your destiny because that's where you're going to end up at. What, what God promises, where you're going to end up at. What you're going to have is what God promised, you know. But see, it has to start out, man, is, 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 is obeying God to a point where we develop a habit, where it turns into a lifestyle, and then it becomes our destiny. So healing is our destiny. Remember early on we talked about we know that there will be no sickness when we get to heaven with God. And so if we know it then, and that's what we're working toward with fear and trembling, then guess what? We, should, we might as well go ahead and today and do those things that be not as though they already are because we got the promises of God. We got the word of God. But see, it's all spiritual right now. And first, we got we got to discern it spiritually. Like David is, is trying to get the people of God here, the Jews, to, to, to understand. They didn't see God, but they had the man of God. They're writing these psalms, encouraging them, talking to them like they were the redeemer of the Lord. They still going through. They still going through the desert. They still dealing with boils. They still dealing with all kinds of sicknesses, all kind of new diseases out there in the desert, man, in the wilderness. And they wondering where is God at. If you picture back when in, in Exodus, you know, that's what was happening. They bickering, they murmuring, they complaining. Yes, there were sick folks among them they had to deal with. And, and just like Moses, you know, tell them, Moses, I am the Lord, their God. I'm the one that healed them. Here is David, man. He tell them, you know, you are the redeemer of the Lord. God has brought us out. You're God's chosen people. You know, he's not going to abandon. He's not going to forsake you. He understands you need healing. He understands. That's why he's our healer, you know. And so he, he's telling them this to encourage them while they're out there in the desert. There's a right way to go through the wilderness. There is a right way to go through the wilderness. And sometimes sickness and distress comes because, you know, we're not feeling our best. You know, our health sometimes get a little flaky. Sometimes viruses show up sometimes like we're dealing with this virus right now. These things are part of life. They're part of the cycle of life. And there's no need for us to bicker and murmur and complain because if we are saved, God got us. He got us. He's going to take care of us. No need to worry. And see, you got to get that spiritual mindset, though, because, see, healing is sometimes spiritual before it's physical. Most of the time it's spiritual before it's physical, because once you look in the word, that perfect law of liberty, that word has to be spiritually discerned. You know, it ain't it ain't like you see some physical yet. But when you see it in that word, you know, man, that God just sent that word to you to be like a like like a like a medicine to you. You know, you know, and once you spiritually perceive that and you go, you just you just stick with that. You stay with that. You keep taking that medicine. It's going to do you good like a medicine. Get you a merry heart about it. Get excited about it. And before you know it, what was once spiritual now manifests to become physical now. You know, that's what we did, you know, back in November, you know, and uh, verse nine, he says, he, and it says, for he satisfied the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. 
it's a good feeling, man, that comes on you, man, when you see that word manifest in you. You know, you praying that word, you putting God in remembrance of that word, you holding on to that precious promise. You know, you're saying, Lord, with your stripes, I'm healed. You know, Lord, I've been redeemed from this sickness. I've been redeemed from cancer because Jesus was cursed for me. So therefore, with his stripes, I'm already healed. I look back on what he did on the cross. You know, we get we get in that spiritual mindset and we begin to work that word. And before you know it, man, look at what he says. God comes and he satisfies us, man. You know, he, he, he spiritually fills us up, Pastor Aaron. So there ain't no room in there for worry and distress, you know, and freaking out over things and calling everybody. I need y'all to come take me to the emergency room. Do all those things, but make sure you already done, already saturated heaven with, with reminding God of what he said. Get in that spiritual mindset so that that spiritual healing can take place and then that physical healing can manifest. It will manifest. You know, let that be step one and step two before you do anything else. Step three, yeah, go ahead and call somebody to come take you to the emergency room. Because most of the time when Jesus healed somebody, Pastor Sharon, he came and told him, do you believe I can do this? He wanted to make sure that they got a spiritual mindset right away. And some of them people saw what he did with other people. They said, yes, Lord, I believe you can do this. Bam, he healed them and told them not go and sin no more. And then a lot of them, he told them, go to the, to the temple and let the priest see you. So, yeah, sometimes that's that's the third step. You know, go on over to the emergency room, see that primary care doctor, let them verify. You know, that's very biblical. Step one, go to God, give thanks to the Lord, you know, get a spiritual mindset. You know, it could be traumatic for you, you know, but you got to get there, you know, you know. And, and then step two, put God in remembrance of that word. Lord, I got your word on it. Then go ahead and make the call. I need to go to the emergency room, son. Come and take me. I need to go to the emergency room, daughter. Come and take me. Neighbor, come and take me. Go on out there and let them, let them examine you. Let them look and say, well, it looked like something was there, but it ain't there no more. You still shouting praises. You know, because it, it, it is spiritually manifested well before you got there. Verse 10, he says, such as sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, be, you know, being bound in affliction and iron. It's like, man, you know, it's like, you're in, you're in a place of spiritual darkness. You ain't in a place of physical darkness. You're just in a place of spiritual darkness. This is what David is telling them. David is telling them, look, we free out here on the rain. We, we, we moving through the promised land. God has given us all of this. We have the kingdom. I'm your king. You know, I have fallen short, but I turn to God. You know, and God is just, it, God is just, it's just giving me such a place in him that he pours these songs of praise and thanksgiving into me and they heal me and they, 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 re, they rejuvenate me and they revive me. And so I'm giving it to you too, just like he gave it to me. And he's saying, you know, we don't have to dwell in that place of darkness. That place, that place of darkness is a place of doubt and unbelief. You know, like we are not supposed to go through anything. But see, God going to bring us through. He's going to grow through with us. He's not going to leave us. He's not going to forsake us. So David is encouraging them. Make sure you embrace your spiritual healing so that your physical healing can follow. Your, your, your physical deliverance can follow, you know. And so he goes on in verse 11. He says, because they rebelled against the words of God and contented the counsel of the Most High. This is what happens to people a lot of times. Verse, 11, uh, verse um, 12, he says, therefore he bought down their hearts with labor, they fell down, and there was none to help. Amen. And so you see, the, the, when, when we let wickedness come in and take over our thoughts, in other words, doubt is wicked. Unbelief is wicked if you are the redeemer of the Lord. You know, giving God thanks and praise when everything is going well and my tooth ain't hurting. But then the minute something, my tooth start hurting, 
Oh, I'm doubting. Oh, here this old tooth again. I believe maybe an abscess under there. I don't know. This thing is killing me. What did you say? This toothache is killing me, Pastor. I need some prayer. It's killing you. Remember what Proverbs said now. Proverbs, the book of Proverbs, chapter 6, verse 2. So we snap by the words of our mouth, we take it by the And then the pain just start gushing, running up and down your jawbone, give you a headache, eye ache, everything start aching up in your head, up in that region. And think about what you said. Go back to verse one. David said, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, amen, when he hath redeemed us from the hand of the enemy. That toothache can be your enemy sometimes. I've been there. I just had a root canal. Jaw swole up, man. I couldn't even bite down, eat anything. I went on and I, I prayed to God, put my hands on it, laid hands on it. The pain subsided. I talked to that tooth. I talked to that pain. But guess what? I got my butter. My wife made me an appointment. I went on over there and saw my doctor. He sent me to see an endo, endocology man. He put, he put a root canal up in that thing. I ain't had no more problems since then. Eat anything I want to eat. No, no, no worry about no toothache. I don't wish a toothache and a backache on nobody. But see, this is what happens. And look at what he says in, um, in um, verse 13. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distress. You know, that's all part of salvation. God is that divine healer. He's that divine helper that we have. You know, once he hear his word, once he see us giving thanks, God is going to give us that promise, that benefit, you know. You know, verse 14, he says, he brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and break their bands asunder. I felt like back on the 20th of November, Pastor Sharon and I was out of here. I, cause I, I, her, her struggle was worse than mine, but it wasn't pleasant. And there were thoughts that tried to come in my mind and interfere with my other thoughts, trying to, trying to remind me of all these people had died and we might be added to the list. I was fighting that thought. I was casting that thing down. I was trying to keep a spiritual mindset waiting on a physical manifestation. And I knew I had God's word. I knew God had sent. Oh, sure did. I don't know what that was. About. Service is provided in high definition by free conference call hd.com. Please enter your access code followed by the pound or hash sign. Access code accepted. There are six participants in the conference. Amen. How long ago did it go out? How long ago did it go out? Did it just go out? Hello? Hello? Y'all still there? All participants are muted. Muted. Hello? Hello? Unmuted. Hello? 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 All participants are unmuted. H Hello? Hello? 
Y'all, y'all still there? Y'all back? Amen. Amen. Okay. When did I, how far, what was the last thing I said? Huh? Okay. Amen. Amen. And so let's get back in here. Um, so verse 14, I'm going to just jump down here to verse four. Well, verse 13, it says, then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble and he saved them out of their distresses. Let me put you back on mute here. All participants are muted and they can unmute themselves. Amen. In verse 14, he says, and he brought them out of darkness uh, in the shadow of death and break their bands in asunder. And so right away, you know, sometimes when we snare ourselves with the things we say, just like David is dealing with these people here complaining and murmuring, you know, uh, about things, and David is trying to encourage them, sometimes, you know, just talking to God brings deliverance. Just talking to God about what he said, talking with God, you know, about what he said, reminding God of what he said brings deliverance. And a lot of times the spirit, spiritual deliverance from the stress, from worrying about it, you know, that just adds more pressure sometimes when we worrying about it. We've been there. That's where we were at that day when Pastor Sherry and I was so, we were so sick looking back on it till we were fighting thoughts of worrying and stressing and just being distressed about it because we were trying to figure out where did this come from? Where did we get this from? Where did we go? Where have we been? We just had no answers. And it, it, it was trying to stress us out. You know, we, 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 we were on the brink of, you know, worrying and all of that. We, so we were fighting against those thoughts because it was trying to take away and alter our spiritual mindset. And we did not want to go there, you know. And so we were being very guarded and very careful with the words that we let come out of our mouth because of, you know, what Pro the book of Proverbs chapter 6 verse 2 says. You know, it affects you spiritually sometimes when you have physical things attacking your body. You you control how you're going to respond to it. You don't want to let it take away your spiritual balance, you know, your spiritual foundation, what you stood on, those promises of God. Because, see, you, you want that healing to kick in spiritually because once it kicks in spiritually and you know that you know that you know. And we've heard that a lot of times. You just got to know that you know that you know. And that's how you fight. You fight with what God promised you, you know, you fight with what he promised you. What he promised you was the word that I, with my stripes, you heal and you use those weapons. You employ those weapons. You deploy those weapons. You know, you employ those weapons against those things <clears throat> because I got to keep myself fortified spiritually. And then I wait on the Lord and I know it's going to come a time when he's going to renew my strength. We're going to mount back up with wings like eagles. We're going to run and we're not going to be weary. We're going to walk and we're not going to faint. Just like Isaiah prophesied in the book of Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. He the same prophet that prophesied Isaiah chapter 53, verse 3 through 5, that with his stripes we'll heal, you know. And so that's what we have to do right there because we know God is going to break those bands, amen, and spiritually deliver us because he's our divine helper. He's our healer. He's, he's our chief physician. Verse 15, he says, all that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Not only is God going to heal us, he's going to heal the whole house. See, see, never have we seen the righteous forsaken of the seed begging bread. You know, the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. Whatever God's going to do for us, he's going to do for our seed too. You know, we just got to get to that point that we praise God for the whole house being saved, the whole house being delivered, the whole house being healed. 
And you know that if he heal you, you know, we just had a little situation last night, yesterday. I'm not going to go into no detail with our, our youngest granddaughter. But the minute we heard about it, Pastor Sheridan took off and went to, went to the hospital with him. I was in here praying. She said, honey, pray, 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 pray. And I just started praying and praising God and worshiping God and thanking God. You know, and before the night was over, man, probably an hour or so, two couple hours later, man, she, boy, she was here, man, hugging, giving up kisses, just as happy as she can be. We was up in here praising all of us because that's the first thing we did. We got spiritually minded about it. We started praising God. We started praying to God. We started worshiping God. And in an hour or so, she was, she was here, you know, just, just herself, happy as she can be, full of joy, big old smile on her face. Papa, Nana, love y'all, you know. My sweetie pie. I'm your sweetie pie. You know, praising God. And, and, and little Carter was praying. All of us was praying. Mama, daddy, pastor, everybody. We was all praying. Giving God praise. Thanking God. And God showed up and he, he was mighty. He was mighty. His goodness showed up as we began to praise the Lord. Verse 16, it said, look at it, it says, for his wonderful works to the children of men. Verse 16, he says, for he hath broken the gates of brass and cut the bars of iron in asunder. And so David sees the power of God in his own life. And so he's reminding the people here, I don't care what it was. If it was a physical thing blocking you, if it was an enemy that was bigger than you, David said, it doesn't matter. God conquers it all. God has power and dominion over all of it. Don't care what it is. If you locked out, you know, it doesn't matter. If you locked in, God can deliver you. God can break down the iron gates of doubt and unbelief. You know, he can come through. Nothing can keep God away from you. If God want to touch you, he can touch you. I don't care what kind of defenses are around you. I don't care how fortified stuff done built up in your mind. We call them strongholds. God can penetrate because that word is powerful. That word is quick and sharp than the two-edged sword. It's an, it's an impenetrable rock word. It'll go right in there, man, and get down into your soul so that it spiritually uplifts you so that you can believe again. You don't have to wonder. You start hoping again. You start singing again, you know, because that word of God is penetrating. You know, that's what it does. Verse 17, he goes on to say, fools because of their transgression and because of their iniquities are afflicted. And so see, this is, this is foolishness to be the redeemed of the Lord and doubt God. That's what he's saying. It's foolish for God done bought us out here, Jews, people of God. And for us to get out here in the wilderness or for us to be here and we got enemies all around us. David said, hey, have we not won over our enemies before? Have God not given us the victory before? We have mighty armies because we have praisers. We have worshipers, you know, and we use those as parts of our weapons. In other words, that's all spiritual stuff we do. We sing praises unto the Lord. Just like he says in verse one, we give thanks unto the Lord. We are the redeemed of the Lord. And we say so. Doesn't matter what size enemy. Doesn't matter how difficult it is. It could be like iron. And sometimes iron is, is talking about something that's strong and harder. Man, David had reference here. He, he had slew Goliath, that 16-year-old boy, 17-year-old boy. So he had, he had evidence here. So he was not going to let his spiritual mindset change or be hampered just because the people were complaining and murmuring because they were going through afflictions and they were concerned about things and they didn't know what to do. There come times in your life when you don't know what to do and you have to turn to God. And if you are the redeemed of the Lord, how do you turn to God? You turn to God by giving him thanks because you want to build yourself up spiritually, fortify yourself spiritually, because guess what? God is a spirit and he's going to heal you spiritually first before he heals you physically. 
You know, we call it being supernaturally healed. We call it being miraculously healed. God does that. That's who he is. He's supernatural. He's miraculous. He's got all power. You know, giants still fall these days. Walls still come down these days. It's because of the power of God. And he goes on to say here, fools because of their transgressions and because of their iniquities are afflicted. Stop doubting God when things happen. Physical things, sickness come. Don't doubt God. Some people get so mad. They say, where is God when you need him? Why did God let this happen? I don't hear that so much. This go around since this coronavirus came, man. It's hard to try to convince people sometimes, especially those who a year ago was redeemed, was, was say they're Christians, say they've been in church all these years. They sing in the choir. They do this. They're getting ready to do their trial sermon. All this stuff we, we, we've dealt with. Coronavirus come in and just shook everybody up. Like God is not God anymore. This is what David was dealing with. These people start bickering, murmuring, and Moses dealt with them. We deal with them. And see, God has given us wonderful testimonies about what he can do. Personal testimonies. So you think we're going to tell somebody anything different? We're not going to let doubt come into our spirit because that's how you transgress the law of God. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to pray, but I don't know, you know. Uh, no, we do know that God wants to heal us. It's his, it's his desire to heal us, you know. But he does it spiritually before he does it physically. You know, and so he wants us to have that spiritual mindset. Don't be foolish about it. You know, the, the, you know, that's the, you know, fool, remember the wages of sin. We don't want to deal with sin. We don't want to have to go through all of that. We want to just get the answer, stick with the answer, fortify ourselves with the answer, build ourselves up with the answer, which is with his stripes we'll heal. God sent his word to heal our disease. and rest. See, so David dealing with all of this, David dealing with this added measure of distress on the people that coming to him, man, he's seeing the people out there. He's seeing them weighted down. He hearing the complaints. He the king. And he feels like, man, he got to do something. And so David tells them, I exhort you to praise God. That's the best thing you can do right now. Give thanks unto the Lord. You are the redeemed of the Lord. God hears you. You have audience with God. You know, sing praises to him. Verse 18, he says, their souls abhorreth all manner of meat and they drew near unto the gates of death. OK, and so what he's saying right here is that they didn't they were so sick, pressure, they didn't even want to eat. That's what it means to abhor. They lost their appetite. I mean, now, now that's some stress right there. You know, and we, but we understand that. Pastor and I mean, as much as we wanted to eat, appetite just wasn't working that day. We couldn't smell the food. We couldn't taste the food. We abhorred the food. We didn't want no, much as we, 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 we knew we should eat, we just couldn't. And, and for a few days there, man, whatever we ate just went right through us. So we kind of lost our appetite. Sometimes sickness will come in and, and take your appetite. They went through this. Obviously, they were really sick people because they lost their appetite. They didn't want no meat. They didn't want no food. You know, we've been there, we've done that. That's what sickness would do sometimes. It'll cause you, man, to lose your appetite. And David recognized this sign about them people right away because he knew them people like to eat. You know, everybody in the kingdom, all his servants, you know, they prepared meal. These people ate. These houses, man, they had food. David was a good king. You know, he provided for the people. He took care of the people. Why? These people were dedicated to David. They were warriors, man. They fought for the king because Israel prospered under his leadership, but he had his own personal struggles. 
And God delivered him and God healed him and God delivered him from his distress and from all of his enemies. So what kind of king are you going to be if you don't encourage the people to, to, to believe in, to trust in, to hope in the same God that will deliver you all these times? David knew about the power and the strength of God. So let's move a little further here. So he goes on to say here, you know, then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble and he saved them out of their distresses. So when you cry to God, God will show you his divine compassion. God will manifest his love. Because this is, this is the place he wants us in. That broken heart, that contrite spirit, he will not despise. Oh, we were so broken that, that morning. I remember them, them, them few days. What else were we going to do? Basically, no appetite. Hard to breathe, pain in our bodies. We were broke. We were broke. I, I say we were broke down momentarily, temporarily. You know. But see, that's a good place to be sometimes because you ain't got nowhere to go but to God. Mm. And it's up to you how you respond to it. You don't give up. You don't throw it in the towel. <clears throat> Why? Because God said weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. It's not talking about something uh, physical. It's talking about something spiritual. When you can lift your eyes to the hill from which cometh your help because you know your help comes from the Lord and you begin to sing praises to God and say, God, send me some help. I need help right now. You have that conversation with God at that point. You don't beat yourself down anymore like some fools do. Which, which David addressed that. It's foolish to do that. You know, 300 days of the year, man, you on the mountaintop praising God. And then for six or seven days, you sick, you, man, you in the dumps. You about to hate God, about to doubt God. And some people do. They know that, you know, all their faith is gone. But David is encouraging them, man, not to do that. He exhorts them to praise God. And he says right there, man, you know, then they cried unto the Lord. We know over in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 33, verse 3, the King James Bible, it says that. They cried unto the Lord. They cried unto the Lord. The Lord heard their prayer and answered them. Jeremiah prophesied and said, and he showed them things, great and mighty things that they know if not. They didn't know. We don't know what God is able to do. We just know that he can and he will and he wants to. No limits. Okay, we're going to stop right here at verse 20. It says, and he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. He sent his word. That's the spiritual healing right there. Now, what you going to do with the word when God sends it? That's the key right there. What you going to do with the word when God sends it? Some people be like, man, uh -uh. I, I, need, I, need, I need me one of them, one of them, them pills. I need me a painkiller. I need me this. I need me that. No, you need what God sends you. And he sent you his word. Just like David is telling them, God sent his word. Okay, and healed them. That spiritual healing first, you know, it manifested first. God sent his word and healed them. You know, God sent his word and healed them. You know, as a result, you know, we are promised spiritual healing and deliverance because God has sent his word. He heals us both spiritually and physically. As we see in the book of Matthew, the gospel of Matthew chapter eight, verse eight, the King James Bible says this, the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. Wasn't even at the house. Met him on the road from coming from another place of ministering and healing. 
And he said, just speak the word, Lord. Just speak it. See, that's that spiritual healing. This man came after what he had heard Jesus was doing. He went looking for Jesus. He met him on the road, going looking for him. Centurion. And he said, Lord, just speak the word. You know, he, was, he knew that if God just speak the word, he, he, he got spiritually minded about it, y'all. He didn't say go lay hands on him. He just said speak the word. And, and, and sometimes we, the first thing we should do is just speak the word. Put God in remembrance of his word. You know, because Jesus, he, he's talking to the living word of God, telling the living word of God, just speak the word. You know, that spiritual healing followed by deliverance because later the man asked, what, what hour did, did this happen? He asked, what hour did it happen? He knew then he was connecting the dot that when he had that conversation with Jesus, he didn't tell, he didn't tell him, he didn't go, I told him. He, no, he had a conversation with him. And the Lord spoke to him, hey, Lord said, hey, it's already done. See, that spiritual healing followed by a physical deliverance for his son. He goes on and say, what, what happens most of the time uh, when healing is needed, we panic instead of realizing God's power or the importance of, the fir of first having a spiritual perception of God's power. This man had a spiritual perception of God's power, and therefore he acted on it. But it was in his spirit as he was running to find Jesus. Left his son there with his servants. He going to find Jesus. He had a spiritual perception of the power of God. If I can just get to him and get him to speak the word I've heard about him. The same spiritual power is available to heal many people of their diseases today. They just don't know about it. Uh, chapter 8, the book of Matthew, chapter 2, the King James Bible says this. Leopards were cleansed. And behold, there came a leopard and worshiped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. Again, spiritual perception about the power of God. In his mind, it's, all, it's already spiritually done if God decides so. You know, the leopard had, wasn't healed yet. But in his mind, he said, if God says so, it's done. See, that, that, that spiritual healing that comes before the physical healing goes on in verse 3, he says, in the in book of Matthew chapter 8, verse 3, the King James Bible, he said, And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thy clean, and immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Now look at what happened in verse 2. The man got a spiritual mindset, spiritual perception about if God want to heal me, can. Look at what followed, physical healing followed. Jesus put his hands on him. Isn't that amazing? When you got a spiritual mindset, God will touch you. No matter where you at, we always know where God is at. He's always there, man, to do miracles, do miraculous supernatural. He will. There's a touch. You know, he'll touch you, man. Uh, same uh, chapter, chapter 8, the book of Matthew, chapter verse 5 through 8, as we're getting ready to close, he says, And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him, a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, check this out now, Lord, I am not worthy that thou should have come under my roof, but speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. Here's another situation. Just speak the word, Lord. I'm not even worthy of it. I'm not even worthy to be here asking you. But anyway, you are God and you do whatever you want to do. And so it be thy will, God. Be that will do it, Lord, if it be your will, God. 
you know. And so we know that Jesus had a powerful ministry of healing as we read in the same book, the book of Matthew, chapter 8, verse 13 to 17, King James Bible. Listen to what it says here, the ministry of healing. And Jesus said unto the centurion, go thy way, and as thou hast believed, that spiritual mindset, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the selfsame hour. And when Jesus was come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid in sick of a fever and he touched her hand and the fever left her and she arose and ministered unto them. And when the even was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils and he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. So he's always going to validate himself. He's going to vindicate his people. He vindicated the prophet Isaiah's message that he had previously prophesied. And he took vengeance on sickness. He took vengeance on the demons that possessed those people. He took vengeance on their mental illness. All of it, whatever sickness, whatever infirmity, whatever disease, God will always validate himself. But what is our spiritual mindset about him when we hear about him, when we read about him? Do we acknowledge him or do we say, well, you know, I got a doctor. I got a good oncologist. Yeah, okay, but they're not healers, you know. Jesus can touch you. Jesus can breathe on you. Jesus can speak a word. Jesus got it all, man. He got all power. He got the power of the touch. He got the power of the breath. He got the power, man, of the spirit. He got the power of the word, the spoken word. You know, he got all the power in his hands. And we see here, he touched this person, one person, you know, Peter's mother, mother-in-law, you know. Doesn't matter, no matter what the level of sickness, you know. You know, verse 28 and 34 of, the, of that same chapter, the book of Matthew, chapter 18, James Bible, look at what it says. And when he was come to other side to the other side of the country of generousness, there met him two possessed with devils coming out of the tombs, exceeding fears, so that no man might pass by that way. And behold, they cried out, saying, What have we to do with thee, Jesus, Son of God? Art thou come hither to torment us before the time? And there was a good way, they were a good way off from them, and a, from them was a herd of swine feeding. So the devils besought him, saying, If thou cast us out, suffer us to go away into the herd of swine. And he said unto them, Go. And they, it says, And when they were come out, they went into the herd of swine, and behold, the whole herd of swine ran violently down into the, into the steep place into the sea and perished in the water, and they that kept them fled and went their way into the city and told everything and what had befallen uh, to, to possess of the devil, to the possessed of the devils. And behold, the whole city came out to meet Jesus. And when they saw him, they besought him that he would depart out of their coast. Instead of them celebrating like David said up here and praising God and thanking God as the redeemer of the Lord, they don't witness all of this. Now, I believe some of those folks that had experienced some of this presently did act like the redeemer of the Lord. But then you got some folks right here. But I thank God because, see, they missed the miracle here. They didn't get a spiritual perception of what was taking place. The demons recognized Jesus. 
Okay. They would rather deal with swine than to deal with Jesus. You know, but but check it out. If those demons would have been allowed to stay in those people, the same thing that happened to those swine was going to happen to them. That was their future. They were destined to die from that stuff. It proved out because when they went into the swines, the swines headed for death. They died into the deep. They died. They drowned. Sometimes that's what sickness would do. It will cause you to, it, 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 the enemy uses it to kill and destroy you. But Jesus said, I'll come at you may have life. He had to get them demons out of those people because he knew they, were, they could die in that situation. And that's why we have to trust him. Don't put no band-aid on it, you know. Turn to God. Cry out to him. Cry out. If demons can cry out to him and respect what he, his power, we got to get a spiritual perception of his power. Well, before it happens, speak those things that be not as though they are. Believe those things. The power of life and death is in your tongue. God has given us that power, you know, and we have to use it. We got to get this spiritual perception that it's God's will to heal us spiritually and deliverance will follow. He sent his word to prove that, to demonstrate that as we see it right here. Spiritual healing is just as important as physical healing. The key condition is if we believe that God heals us spiritually, then we are half of the way to receiving our physical healing. Uh, Isaiah, uh, book of Psalm, chapter 41, verse 3 and 4 says this, and I'm finished. The Lord will strengthen him upon the bed of language. Thou wilt make all his bed in his sickness. I said, Lord, be merciful unto me. Heal my soul, for I have sinned against thee. Anytime we doubt God, you know, this is, what, this is where we find ourselves. But there is hope, and that hope is in Christ. We can rise up off of that bed. You know, we did. We experienced it. Anybody can do it. You know, that bed of language where you think you're going to die, where you're about to give up. You know, and sometimes people treat you like you have already given up. But inside, there is something in man called the soul that can perceive something about God. You know, and it all starts with what, what, what Isaiah wrote in the book of Isaiah, chapter 53, verse 3 through 5. He said, but he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace was upon him with his stripes. We are healed. We are healed. We are healed. And so we're going to end right there. Father, we thank you. We praise this morning for your word, Lord God, that you spiritually heal us, Lord, that we would get a spiritual perception. We know, God, that you will deliver us. We know that you will heal us, God, because David encouraged the people. Just give thanks unto the Lord. Amen. Because the Lord, uh, he is good in his mercy endureth forever. And we let the redeemed of the Lord say so. What the Lord has redeemed from the hand of the enemy is redeemed, is saved, is healed. So, Father, we give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. You said, return ye backsliding children, and I will heal your backsliding. Behold, we come unto thee, for thou art the Lord our God. And so, Father, as we come this morning, we give you praise, glory, and honor. Thank you for forgiving us of our sins. Thank you for healing our bodies. Thank you for saving our souls. We just pray now, God, that somebody heard this word today in the school of healing. And right now, God, they're making up their mind that they're going to spiritually perceive your power to heal them. And, Lord, that that following is going to be a manifestation of the physical healing of God. We give you praise for it right now in the name of Jesus. Save the lost. Bring back the backsliders. Touch the prodigal sons and daughters that they'll want to come back to you. And we give you all the praise going on for it right now. 
for it is your will to heal. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. All right then. Sorry for the little interruption there earlier, but praise God. We thank God that uh, we still got it in. Amen. Hopefully uh, you got something out of it this morning. Amen. Thank you for your patience and hanging in there. We are now open for comments.